And we're back at it, the Dream 3 podcast with Showtime Sports Cards, Doughboy Sports Cards 1, and Alphabets, brought to you by the Kings of Nitro Clothing. Guys, we're back at it again. We're going to try to make this one short and sweet. A lot of stuff happened this past weekend, a lot of stuff we can get into. But first off, the biggest fight of the weekend that was on the internet. No, I'm not talking about Adesanya. No, I'm not talking about the Diaz brothers. I'm talking about Zion Williamson throwing hands in the parking lot from about three years ago. I want Zion Williams versus Jake Paul tomorrow. I'll pay for it. What do you think about that video coming out now? I don't know. He must have been in a Whataburger parking lot and, you know, it was for free food or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's the only way you get that kind of motion and activity out of Zion. <laughs> My, my question is, was this a club? It looked like a. I really no, it looked like I a Waterburger parking lot. I saw the video, but <laughs> it was poor lighting. No, I, it looked like the description that I saw was like it was uh, a club parking lot, and you know these guys get into it with someone who looks like Zion, and <laughs> he's big enough. Zion backs away and then throws a couple right hands, and two dudes go to sleep like. If if I'm throwing hands with somebody, I'm not going to pick the the tall buff dude with hands of the size of bricks. Like I'm going to pick the any of the 135 pounds younger brother. <laughs> exactly. So so with that being said, does that help or hurt his sports cards? I'm saying if he's knocking dudes out, his prism silver should go through the roof. I guarantee you it spiked when that came out. I gar- I guarantee it. Even if it was <laughs> even if it was to eBay auctions that ended in an hour i guarantee you they got 10 bids out of it 100 <laughs> i'm buying zion if he's throwing haymakers on children 100 100 he might not have the team on the court but if he's throwing hands off court i'm buying him 100 percent of the time if, if he's throwing haymakers instead of throwing down waterburger he's gonna be a good nba player i mean he might end up in the nfl as a fullback but but if you're talking about his cards real quick, is the hype over on Zion? If you look at the Prism Silvers, and I saw a stat today from Card Ladder, the Prism Silvers are pop like 2200. Like I thought Silvers were supposed to be, you know, a low, a low distributed card, but did they just print so much Prism from last year that now it's saturated the market and Zion cards, jaw cards, stuff like that are, are losing their value? Uh, I would say they've done that for probably the past three years. 18, 19, and 20 have been so overproduced that, like, I mean, your silver's at a pop 2,000. I mean, I mean, if you look at, like, the Mahomes PSA 10, there's only 800 or something in the pop. So, like, did, did I think they're just trying to use it for money. Like, the more they could produce with how much how much demand there is the supply is is still low like obviously the the base cards there's way too many of those and so that you've seen the correction in that but i think for silvers that might be the new base card if you will i think if zion was in the playoffs and doing what luca did and what trey was doing i don't think you'd see much of that dip think think, well oh, the thing is he's he's not he he's just he seems like the kind of guy who's just going to go out and get his, and he's not going to make your team better and have a chance to win. Like, he's not a playmaker, you yeah. know? 
They like definitely need somebody else. Yeah, like that's that's what I see in Zion and is like with Ja, he's a playmaker. He can get his team involved. With Zion, he's like a one-trick pony where he gets the ball in the post, he backs you down, or he takes you from the three-point line in and gets his bucket. But he's not a guy who's making plays for his team. Yeah. So would you, if you're thinking of the Zion case, would you fight to get traded out of New Orleans, or would you look for management to bring somebody in to help? I don't even think he'll have to fight to get out of New Orleans. I mean, eventually they'll just have to capitalize on what he's worth. I mean, Some, New Orleans someone, is never going to really accomplish much. Yeah, the, like the market's too small f- to probably sustain a guy like him long term. Like, yeah, but then again, I mean, do you, in my opinion, I don't think Zion's the next top five player of all time. I think Jaw has more potential in that than than Zion does, specifically out of that class. Now, if you take like if you take the last two years, three years into into account, like it's gonna be. I think if you rank them, it's Luca Trey, and then it's Lamelo. I would say, and then Jaw or Lamelo and Jaw intertwine at three, and then Zion's five. Mm-hmm. Because I I I'm not putting my team around Zion. Like I said, he's a one trick pony. I'd rather put somebody on my team that's a playmaker who can get the team involved and can when the when the when it counts make the plays to win the game. Yeah, I mean, if Zion played for I don't know LSU or Georgia, like somebody that wasn't Duke, we wouldn't have had the hype to start with, anyways. It wouldn't have started out at such a peak and just kept going. I 100% believe that regardless of how long he played or he put up the same stats or did the same things that he did at Duke or even that he did in high school that you saw all the videos before he went to Duke. I mean, you could have seen all those videos. And if he goes to Montana, we're not talking about Zion the same way. And his cards wouldn't have started out, you know, at the same peak that they were. That's I believe that. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, got a quick question from my man D Bland. So, what's up, guys? Uh, question with Luca going out of the playoffs: Does that drastically change his cards' value? As somebody who is currently holding Luca, uh, yes and no. If you're holding a Luca base card, uh, like a BGS nine five or a PSA ten, yes, the value of that has gone drastically down. If you are holding a colored card, a low numbered card, I think the the market has probably changed a couple percent, but it's not as drastic as a base or a silver. Neil, you've probably been looking at card ladder on that and probably have a little bit more inside. But normally when a player goes out in the playoffs, they do take a dip, but it's still looking at guys like Luca. He's a long term hold for sure. Yeah, yeah so, it, it affects it for this year, probably. I mean, more so than, yeah. Yeah, and that there, there's something I want to bring up when we go into talking about sports cards. We'll or more. We'll I'll I'll dive into this a little bit, um, just from talking with a couple of people. But over the past two years, if you look at Luca's value, so if we go back to start of COVID, right. March 21st, 42462. So that sale was $424.62 and it got up to right around $2000 uh 
right about the time that he was starting the playoffs. And then after he lost, dipped down to 1,300 and then rose back up to right around 1,900 as the max right about January. So, I mean, I think it's kind of the he, – he fell in the terms of all these modern players are going to um, be subsequent to their their – their performance, their playoff performance, and their just what they're doing in the NBA. So right now he's just because he's out of the playoffs. Excuse me, because he's out of the playoffs, his value is going to go down. But that means that there's a buying opportunity, you know, with base PSA tens, or even if you wanted to dip into the silvers, you know, it's a little more expensive. But there's a buying opportunity that you can buy these cards and then flip them as the next season comes to start in, I think they're starting a little bit. They starting in October again? I think so. I'll be honest, I've only looked ahead to football. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not still going, so I haven't looked at next season yet. Uh, I, but but this is a, this goes to a good point, just talking about market market analytics. So that what you want to do – as far as buying and selling cards, you want to, there's really cyclical style cycle where you want to buy cards in the off season and then flip them at the start of the season. And then once that mid season lull happens, you can buy back the players who you think have a good potential at making the playoffs. And then you can sell them once they start those playoffs once they make it past the first round, once they make it into the second round, and then cash in on another profit from there, and then buy them as they lose in the playoffs. So there's it's it's a cyclical market. That's the way it's always been. Um, but we're in an interesting point in which the market is overcorrecting from a lot of money coming into it from the the goat craze, the the goat spike, and during that time you had the modern dip and that was the that was the market correcting itself from basically all these cards were so hyped up these players were so hyped up to be the next greatest thing and the thing is they just won't be that right now so it's it's the market correcting itself showing that these goats these goats the lebrons the michaels the kobe's these patches these patch autos these rookies need to be at a higher standard than than where these modern players are until these modern players take that next step and either win a couple MVPs or um, go and win themselves championships, show that they are worth what that money is for, for what can be considered legends or goats. I think the biggest thing with Luca that's going to come is you might see the, one of the biggest spikes that he's had. And that's saying a lot, obviously with the way he's played is Dallas didn't build that team around Luca. That's that team is just a team that they threw together to try and win some games when they thought Luca was going to be, you know, maybe a C plus player or a B player when they didn't know they had, you know, an A tier player. Now that Dallas knows that if he gets another star, I would say when he gets another star and they build that team around Luca, then you'll see, I think, a huge spike out of Luca because then I think they'll be one, two, you know, three in the West for the next, you know, five plus years. But does Mark Cuban go and buy players to help his superstars? I mean, he, he should. He doesn't. He should. He's got doing it. Yeah. He's like, got he the pockets. Like Porzingis isn't the guy that's going to help. No. That's why Porzingis they is worthless. 
Um, but like, did they really help Dirk for all those years? I mean, Dirk was a phenomenal player. I mean, you could argue I mean, Lucas' trajectory is going to be the same. Help, though. But he never had yeah, another but, superstar. Yeah, and that's what you need to succeed. Yeah, so but you can't do it with just four players. Dirk, but Dirk ain't no Luca. No, that's true. And I'm good with no. saying that. No, I think if I think if Lucas <laughs> sticks on his career trajectory, I I would I I I think at minimum he passes Dirk, and arguably probably the best foreign player ever. But like he still yeah, has to maintain easy, that trajectory, yeah. and he's still got to get help to be able to to make to win a playoff series because he hasn't done that yet. Yeah. So quick question from Andrew Morales: How's D books card status with the Phoenix Suns? Going into the finals, or oh, if they, I mean, if they win, they I think they would explode. I yeah, think they're right. still going up, but yeah. So base PSA ten right now is sitting at eight sixty. Um, they were at in May. They were jumping from seven to eight hundred six six sixty three. I mean, they win. It's I, a thousand dollar card. I think if they make the finals, I think it goes up to a thousand. Yeah, I that but I ruby think, that I, I sold like a year ago. God damn it! <laughs> I think what we're seeing though is like these base cards still aren't making the jumps like they should. Like what would be normal in a cycle, in a market cycle, as they as someone goes deeper in the playoffs. But I think that's because people have come to realize that when you want to hold a rookie card, you want to hold or a silver, you want to hold a numbered card, something that's going to have some longevity and some hold to it. Something different, something that the base cards, you know, even though that's what, because of the the Zion craze, everybody was, you know, so heavily on those base cards, but then it floods the market as we're seeing with the pop counts. Mm -hmm. So the population is going through the roof. And as the higher that population goes, the less value that card maintains. So there could be 14, 15,000 PSA 10 Zions where at one point, you know, especially peak COVID, they were probably you know, 800 to a thousand dollars a pop. Now I'm sure you can get them for probably less than 400, $300. So, you know, you're always looking for, like, like you said, Neil, the silvers, the numbered cards, the variations, something that's different. We're trying to get away from the base cards because it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't work out in the long term. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying base cards don't have their position or their place in in cards because for every young collector, they're going to they can't afford the silvers. They can't afford the number cards. So they're going to get the base cards. But if you really want to hold a guy that you think is going to be the next big 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 player, top mm -hmm. top 10 player legend, then you gotta go for something higher end. You gotta you gotta put the money down for at at minimum a silver and at and and above because there's just there's not sustainability with how big the pop reports are. It's a it's a long term hole that you got to take that gamble. That's kind of why I don't get into baseball collecting because if you want to be good at baseball collecting, if you're not going after a Mike Trout or a Shoney or something big. It's you're banking on guys who are in the minor leagues for a minimum of four to five years and hopefully make the show. You know, there was a ton of talk on, on so many prospects that, you know, don't pan out, even though it's not, you know, a heavy investment. 
that's a long-term investment that I don't think a lot of people are willing to stick out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. J- James comes in with a, with an interesting point. I want to get your guys thoughts on this is PSA pumping out too many PSA tens. You want me to take this down or you got it? That's all you. You're, okay. the, you're the pro. So <laughs> I'm, I'm far from pro. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a small fish in a big pond. I, I promise. So PSA used to be this way. So they used to hand out tens all the time. Now, I think I've seen, I've, I took a picture of it. Someone ran the numbers on, on a, a grading card company's submission rate. And it came back as like 43% were going as PSA tens, 50, I think 50, 52% were going as PSA nines. And then the other 7%, 5% was going at like an eight or below. So with that said, I, th- I think PSA has changed what they consider a 10 and they've kind of done it knowing that they're going to make a ton of money. So they've kind of done it under our nose without letting us know that they're changing their grading system and their grading scales. So it's kind of, it's kind of crappy from PSA to be honest for that to happen. But at the same time, like I think they're trying to control pop reports. I've said this for months. They're trying to control pop reports because they, they let it get out of hand early. And then now, now they're just trying to make up, lost money and plus people have already paid their money so it doesn't matter to them they don't care they, they have more money than anybody that they know what to do with agreed and i think that them moving their their scale is very evident as as we know and i've posted on the showtime sports cards instagram page i had two i had a justin herbert red cracked ice and a jalen hurts red cracked ice that i pulled straight from pack that i bought from you that I thought were tens, dead nut tens, maybe a nine at best. And when they came back, there were eights. Like I could not figure out how or where an eight could come from. And I don't think my last couple submissions, I don't think I've got a 10 and I couple Justin Herbert cards that, and I can't find anything wrong with that are getting tens. So James does ask a follow-up. He goes, uh, does that make older PSA tens less in value? No, I, I don't know. That's a tough question. That's an interesting point. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I personally like older, older, like my vintage cards. I like them in an old holder mm-hmm. because there's yeah. some, there's some like, vintageness out of it but at the same time a 10 is a 10 is a 10 so sure if they're they're becoming less i would say if they're becoming less likely to happen then tens are more valuable because there's just not there won't be people won't be getting as many tens yeah sometimes you'll see people talk about the old labels like neil was saying whether it's you know just looks or feel or you know whatever person's after that's seems to be a thing for some people so i would say no just off of label alone some people dig it speaking of my eight cracked ice like I, I pulled yeah <laughs> i can't believe yeah you guys were over when i pulled this i i can't believe that thing got an eight and then i have a silver uh silver justin herbert playoff that got a nine that i also wasn't real happy about but you know 
PSA is going to do what PSA does. I do think that tens do not grade less in value, but it's going to depend on the population report a hundred percent of the time. Um, we'll go back to the Zion base card. If there's 15,000 of them, it's not as valuable as let's say, let's say a, Ru- a Rui Hachimura silver PSA 10 with a pop of 200. So even though the player might be different, I personally think the population count increases the value of the card. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Just simply with traffic. I mean, it's tough. And, but do you think also that what does like SGC come into the game? If they're throwing out 10, let's say, because you know, there's grading scales a little bit different. They have tens, nine and a halfs, but they also have the autograph. So you could get a 10, 10, almost kind of like a BGS, but you're not going to get a black label. Um, does that put any threats or any of the new grading card companies? Besides BGS and PSA, they're still number one and two. But with SGC starting to slowly creep up on anything, do you think they have anything else in the market share coming? We, we talked about this a little bit, um, but before just in text, but PSA is always going to be number one because it's the, it's, it's just, it's the standard. It's the gold standard. Number two, I think is going to be interchangeable between BGS and SGC. That's just what the market's showing now because Beckett's not taking orders and their prices have gone up. I would only submit to BGS if I have a patch auto or a thick card, something that needs a a better holder and would do better in BGS. My PSA, I'm sending my high-end rookie cards. I'm sending my high-end rookie card autos, um, like my prism autos or select autos, things like that. Um, and then, and then SGC, I think will end up taking a lot of those base cards and low end cards. And that'll end up being for the value that'll end up being the value company because PSA doesn't need the money. They don't need to, they don't need to open back up the, the economy and the value levels again, because they can make so much more money just with doing their, their premiums, their, their, their express, like. They don't. They they don't need the money now. They may, but I think it's going to be. I think the days of seeing PSA charging twenty five dollars, I would say even fifty dollars, thirty bucks for for a, a value submission are out the window. I think if they, they need to just back, make it their niche to be you know higher end, almost not only, but you know mid to high end only for PSA. Like at this yeah. point, then they can their turnaround times. They'll maybe actually stick to it, and you'll get what you're paying for. Yeah, and you and that's the mean? thing is PSA. You're paying the premium to get the premium grade and get the premium card. That's what you're paying yeah. for. I, I hate SGC labels. The black looks awesome, but I hate their labels. Like the actual case of like the black on the sides. Like I love that, but their labels are hideous. Yeah, I would agree. I agree. And I SGC don't, is gross. Like like James's James's question about you know we're we're kind of touching into newer companies coming in the market and I still don't think you can go with an HGA you go with a GMA or there's I do like the look I think their labels are cool but I'm only gonna do it if it's PC for HGA like PC or- CSG is the one that's like a lime green label 
Those right? are even worse than SGC. Yeah, those are yeah. disgusting. And I don't like ever put one of my block, cards in And then it's like mini. Yeah, no. Now so H HGA I think has a little bit of has a little bit of like it. a niche to it, like mm -hmm. you know some some flair. But if you go after a younger audience, if you're HGA, like yeah, you know, yeah, I mean you could your eighth the graders, you know, tell their parents, you know, you want gonna... a twenty card sub for HGA for Christmas, well, and then that, that kind <laughs> of brings up a good point. Because what I would do is, you know, the high end cards, the good cards that I know have good value, I would send a PSA. And then my older 90s cards that, you know, I didn't really care about, but I could flip for $10 on piece, I would send to GMA because back then it was like $4 a card to get slabbed. So yeah. I would do that, flip them real quick, make six bucks. But, you know, are you trying to make money off your slab or are you just trying to get it slabbed? If you're trying to make money off of it, you don't really want to go with the lower tier people because then it doesn't increase the value of the card if you get a 10 out of 10 and it's a gma like no one's going to pay 20 grand for a gma 10 yeah that's why sgc has been been slowly creeping up in the market because the value of only paying 27 dollars to your local you know grading company or grader like at card collector 2 or clay cards or someone or kk sports cards you know, if you could pay $27 and it's starting to increase that value again, then there's that that value money of making money by grading again. Right mm -hmm. now, it's just right now it's too hard to do. And I think SGC is what's been deemed the play for that. So we, we've you know, we've we've been on sports cards for a hot second. Let's continue to go the sports card route before we jump into anything else. Obviously, the Nationals coming up within a month and a half um we've talked about in the past we think football is going to be big um i jumped on it last night i know i texted both of you guys that as, you know as much junk as i talked about tua last week and i'm still not a tua believer you bet i bought myself a uh, in case tua bgs9 on card auto for uh out of 50 for 200 bucks so you know Tua's there i was listening to dan orlowski today he said, "If Aaron oh Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers goes to Miami with that defense and those playmakers, they have a Super Bowl team." But you know, so you're banking on the two of getting a championship as a backup and it going up. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I think I think if Tua has one or two games, it's an easy flip. You know, I'm looking on eBay right now, and, yeah. and the BGS nines out of fifty are are not selling, but they're sitting there in market for eight hundred, nine hundred. You know, it's something to sit on. Now, do I think I could They're sell it for that right now? Absolutely not. You got to get a game or two into the season. So it's an easy hold. Like we were saying earlier, if you want to make money, you have to buy in the offseason. No matter who you believe in, you got to find somebody. And that's I was doing that all last night. Who do I feel that could have a not even just a good full season, but a good couple games where I can take the value up? a hundred to two hundred dollars so do i think Tua can have a good couple games win you know five in a row yeah the colts we'll see about that i hope darius leonard ear holes him but you know that's it that's if that's if darius can get on the field and not get another concussion <laughs> he's had one concussion and missed two games are you sure yeah once your boy aaron donald finally gets popped for steroids then we'll talk <laughs> 
hey, whatever he's on, I want some of it. <laughs> so, so looking at the Nationals, and I think you know Neil's going. It's sounding like I'm going to go too. Um, so, Neil, talk about the Nationals for people who have you know aren't really into the card game and are kind of just tuning in for us. What is the National? You know, why is everybody so hyped and why do we think that this year is going to be the biggest national of all time? Okay, so I just want to preface this by saying I've never been to the national, mostly because of Mike's my work schedule. I don't get that opportunity. Um, I start preseason sports that last week in August, which is the same time as the national. So it just so happens to work out that August 1st starts on a Sunday, so I get to go a little bit early. But anyway, so I think we are, let's see, 7, 14. Yeah, we're talking, we're talking like 45 days from the National. I think that's right. 45 days. Yeah, 45 days from the National. So the reason why this is going to be the biggest National probably in sports card history is because one, we've just went through a pandemic. So we would have had, we would have had the national last year. We would have had all these other shows going on and we never got that opportunity. So everybody who's been planning to go to the national has had to wait one more year. And with everything going on, they can't get out. The fact that they finally get to travel to a location that's centralized in the United States but also accessible from the worldwide. It's going to be epic. And I, I've heard stories from Ryan at Card Collector too that like this place is huge. Like we're talking thousand plus tables there. And I've been to a show like local shows where there's like a hundred tables. So I can only imagine what a thousand tables will look like. And then a giant convention center filled just for trade night. It's, it's going to be insane, and I can't wait. And it's not like guys are just walking around with $20, $30 in their pocket. There are guys who are going to be millions millions in cash, in oh, cash, yeah. ready to buy, sell, trade. And we're not just talking millions. about no. we're not talking about like just raw cards or slab cards. People are going to be buying wax. People are going to be ripping cards open. I'm sure – well, I, I don't know if I've heard yet or if you guys have heard yet because normally PSA does – some subs on site and BGS does the same thing. I don't know if that's happening this year, obviously with them being backed up. Didn't, didn't PSA say they were going to be on site? They might have, and I may have, may have missed it, but I don't think they came out with a price range yet. That line or well, wait will be longer than the damn Marvel studios opening. Fucking there's no way that if you're not first in line, you'll be 800 and it'll be four hours. It'll be, it'll be eight hours. No, no, no. What's what's really going to be the kicker is it's it's like, yeah, you thought paying a hundred and fifty dollars for an express sub was crazy. People will pay a thousand dollars on site for sure. To have it great. Oh, oh yeah. Like for sure. If I'm pulling some Justin Herbert, you know, right there in in the pop, and let's say let, let's say white sparkle one oh one Justin Herbert auto, I'm paying whatever it costs to get it graded right then oh yeah I don't, because I don't whatever it grades at whatever it's once it's slapped the thing will never the never thing will never go down in value and it's going to be like a one-on-one white sparkle justin herbert would just i mean you're talking what i mean i saw the luca today it was fifty-six thousand, and it was What's like a, a psa 8 
what what that didn't the Herbert go in golden auction sell for like fifty grand a couple yeah. months ago? I, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that sells for twenty or thirty just right off the bat. So it's I think the national is gonna be a great time. You're gonna see everything, all sorts of sports cards, sports wax, and it's not just like the typical sports. Wrestling's getting popular kind of again. The UFC cards are taking off, getting popular. I don't understand it. It, it, it's it's crazy. Like I saw, uh, it wasn't Laparo, but it was somebody else that had a box of of UFC like 2017, which would be in McGregor's rookie year. They're like two thousand dollars a box. Yep. I just yeah. the UFC cards. You just you've got to be cracked out of your mind. You have to, in my opinion, to be doing that. I don't understand. Yeah. You know, and Pokemon's taking a dip, which you know, kind of saw that coming. That hype train left with Logan Paul ripping up all them boxes and you know even though he wore that bgs 10 charizard out to the fight like he, he could say it's a million dollars it's even black label that doesn't, it's, it's, that so, fucking do it for me that's why i don't say it's a million dollar card it can't be a million dollar card if it's not a black label there's only three bgs 10 so but I still don't. Is it fuck if you're gonna so, wear something to the ring and flex on people it's gotta like be a pop, black pop label or the pop it's it's got got of the card counts that like, nine and a half is the ugliest fucking thing on that goddamn necklace. It's like, oh, it's ten. I'm like, yeah, but it looks fucking hideous. But it's got a nine on it. <laughs> nine, and flex. nine and a half. Go fuck yourself. So you know, I, and like Neil said, like the trade night's going to be crazy. If if you've never experienced a trade night, like talking about wheeling and dealing sports cards, you know, going from table to table, it's it's fun. It's exhilarating. Like, hey man. I'll trade you this Justin Herbert for yada, yada, yada Baker and somebody else or, or this and that like wheeling and dealing like that's, that's cool. And to imagine the amount of cards and people and players available kind of blows my mind. Cause I'm sure it's like the size of the Indianapolis convention center. So you just got no, to pick up the trade and then, you know, <laughs> I think, I think it might be husband. bigger than, than the Indianapolis convention, sir. <laughs> so, Quick question. We can stick on the national for this, and I know this is getting popular. I'm not a part of it, but uh, quick question. What are your thoughts on the digital playing cards like the NBA Top Shots, the, uh, you know, what are they called? The uh, the N- NFTs. Yeah. Are the fad. <clears throat> so don't, don't even just, just get it away. Is it a fad or is yeah, it yeah. because that the NBA is behind it and the players are going are getting percentages off these items is the nfl going to push for this is the mlb going to push for this so the players can get some oh, money yeah. off and get, they're all going to yeah. follow the card trade and yeah, they're all gonna they're all gonna do these nfts but don't don't fall into it i feel but like it's been quiet the last four months since it like exploded and you know i was like oh shit maybe it needs to be a thing and i was starting to talk to buddies that you know had a bunch of options and stuff like that and since then i feel like it's been quiet and maybe that's just me because I'm not in the market. You know what I mean? Um, but I think that there's there's just too many because now anybody can make an NFT. Yeah. If I want to go watch a clip, I'm going to YouTube. I still don't quite understand yeah, I don't, it. I don't need to pay $10,000 <laughs> for a LeBron layup that I can go find on YouTube. True. And I, and I can see like, you know, guys who drive the market how they want. People who have very influential space parts in the space like a gary v gary v you know for a while it was where gary v talked that's where the sports market went now he got on the top shot craze slash the nfts and he created his own 
and he kind of drives the market because he's got a big old following of, you know, millions and millions of people. Now, I think he's driving the market and he always has driven the market how he wants to it to be seen and, and be bought. But I, I agree with, you know, you guys, it's a fad. It's not going to last long term. Anything that I cannot personally hold or I don't want it to be a part of because, you know, I can't wheel and deal it. Yeah. Uh, here, it, it, when people start influencing and trying to tell you about something, they're they're trying to promote it, and a lot of these influencers are trying to promote that stuff to try and pump their own market, what they've invested in, and that's what they're they're trying to make money off of it. So, at the end of the day, you can listen to our podcast, you can listen to Card Talk Pod. You can listen to Sports Cards Nonsense with Mike Geo. You can listen to any one of those podcasts. But at the end of the day, you got to make your own decision and what's right. Don't listen. Don't just listen to an influencer tell you something. You got to go and make. You got to go and make your own decisions and educate yourself. I would put that disclaimer out for anything card wise because at the end of the day, some people do it for money. Some people are doing. It. If you like the player. And the card looks cool. If it's a $4 card, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like, if you like the card, you like the player, the team, if you want to grade it. I mean, I bust balls as much as you guys do about, you know, people sending cards in. But if you want to send a $10 card in to Express, go for it. I don't, I mean, it's, you know, your call, your money. Like, at the end of the day, you're going to pay that. And I might not unless it's worth a certain value, but... Yeah, but I mean, to that if it's your thing, if you like yeah. being on a computer and you don't have access to, you know, cards or somebody that's trading, then go for it. But I can, I can give a good example of comic books. I mean, I'm a, I have a huge comic book collection to the point where I like it for the art and the cooler the front cover, that makes me want to buy it, whether it be the art, whether it be a holographic, whether it be shiny in some sports. It's not that I care about the comic it itself but i might find just the cover art cool that makes me want to spend the x amount of money on it and people do the same thing with cards so if you fall into the point where you're just you know you're trying to make money and you're trying to make these wheel and deals like you know some people it works out for some people it doesn't you should always start with and we've all done it we always start with a pc of who we like to collect and then we build on from there you know, if we're able to wheel and deal and trade for some higher end cards, you start out small and you work your way up. Like I saw a great video with Sasha uh, this week where he came to a card show with $5 in cash and he bought a single card and just started making deals at this place where there was less than, I'd say, 20 tables and worked his way up. And I think he finished with like $150 in cash taking cards flipping cards, moving them back and forth, this and that. Like there are ways to do it in the end, but you have to first educate yourself and then you have to be willing to, to kind of wheel and deal trade and work your way up. Like you can't, if you're going out there during the COVID craze and spending, you know, $800,000 on a Jordan PSA 10, and now they're going for like 325 or something like that. You're gonna be pissed because you just lost like a half a million dollars. Yeah, but the but the same light, the people who are buying the Jordan PSA 10 aren't buying that, knowing that it's gonna be a quick flip. They're buying that, knowing that long term, 
the Jordan PSA 10 is eventually going to be a million dollar card because only 225 people in the world will have a Jordan PSA 10. Yeah. So So. a lot of cards going on. Uh, We'll jump into a little bit of sports like Neil, your avalanche. uh, Yeah. (laughs) So so looking at at the hockey playoffs, like it's going to be Montreal. It's going to be Vegas. Who you got? I got Vegas. I just think that with Flurry the way that he's been he's playing, playing and just, I mean, his pedigree of, you know, big moments in the playoffs along with that team that Vegas has built or, you know, built years ago. I mean, that's there's a reason that team's so good. They have a little bit of everything. They got playmakers. They got, you know, some studs. They're physical. They're big. They play big. They got, you know, five – you know, deep demon, you know what I mean? Uh, six, but, you know, five that really stand out. Uh, the Islanders are playing extremely well, so I would be surprised if if they uh, don't make it. I mean, the Lightning are, you know, extremely talented and obviously just got done winning the whole damn thing, so it wouldn't surprise me to see them come back. But the Islanders just seem like the hottest team maybe in the playoffs now that – you know, Colorado's out. I would say that those were the two hottest teams, and it didn't seem to affect Vegas at all to go seven games to the wild. They slipped up once, get punked on by the Avalanche, and then we're in it the rest of the way, and they go seven again, and we'll see what they do tonight. If they come out tonight and, you know, beat up the Canadians, then you've got a team that's played 14 games, doesn't really show it, and, you know, the train keeps on going. Yeah, I would agree. I, I'd like to see – I mean, Vegas put in a lot of work for, I don't know, however long they've been been in here. But, I mean, they they were pretty close to winning it their first year out. And now I think they've, they've kind of, you know, tasted what it's like to lose. And now they're going to – hopefully they get the job done. I'd like to see them get the job done. I think they deserve it the way they've played the last five, six years, you know. Um, from a hockey standpoint, you know, it, I think their time's coming. They've they've paid their dues. I think if Vegas were to win it and say they go to the finals or something again next year, I mean, that team is built for long-term success too. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the NHL looked at how they do expansion drafts. Like, we'll see what Seattle does. If Seattle comes out and is immediately what Vegas was, I wouldn't surprise me if they looked at how they do the expansion draft because, I mean, Vegas came out and it was full-on cheat code. I mean, they played it brilliantly. They played it for quick success, but also managed to absolutely stack picks. So, Neil, I just saw I saw the cameo, Neil. It distracted me. Yeah, Giz- Gizmo came here to sleep. He's Gizmo. pissed off. Gizmo said, what up? He's a, he's pissed uh, off. I'm not playing with his ball right now. So, so I, I think we were recording last week when this was going on, and I was going to make a bet on it. But do, you guys probably caught the USA Mexico soccer game. Yeah, yeah. Is so watching that gives me hope again for USA men's <laughs> soccer. But you know they're going to get really good, and then they're going to break our hearts like normal. 
Yeah, don't be duped. We, I mean, they still no, they're still trash. Be, here, here's <laughs> what I gotta say about U.S. soccer. So, what is it? Six. It's been six years. Mexico's beat us in the finals. Mm-hmm. So, that winning this is a good sign. But but take it and be happy with it. And when the World Come World Cup comes next year, be happy when you make it out of the group stage and you play in the round of sixteen. Yeah. Don't expect us to just go and beat up on France because Mbappe is going to score to twelve goals if that happens. I think you have to hope to qualify. I, yeah. I, I think yeah, and that's that's a realistic goal. <laughs> yeah. To make it to make it into to qualify and then from there make it into the round of 16. I think that's your realistic goal. And if you exceed those, great. If not, then then you know where you got to improve. We just need to get some of this FIFA corruption on the USA side and just put us in a group with, you know, like Albania, Albania and, you know, Albania Tech and Albania State. <laughs> And then we'll win a win a group, and you know, like who do who do the U.S. have to float money to? Who do we have to, you know, to not take on Brazil. some political incentives to to just put us in a group, group? group. That's all we need. We'll get Brazil, Portugal, and like Croatia. <laughs> and if that was the group, they would lose every single game. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. By their goal differential would be minus twelve. I mean, it would be so bad. <laughs> Even if Portugal's a hundred years old, you know what I mean, and Ronaldo's out there in a crutcher, you know, a crutcher. walker. Yeah, yeah, a walker. He yeah. still is scoring. Oh, yeah. for sure. And he would stand on the goal line. They would play ten on eleven, and when the ball got down there, he would still end up scoring. And I also saw. So, kind of, this relates to cards because I bought. I got two. Uh, Ronaldo's. I got a 2017 Topps Chrome PSA 10, and then I also got a uh, World Cup Prism from 14 PSA 10 Ronaldo. Now I also saw, I saw that Ronaldo's looking to exercise. It's not a trade clause. It's uh, what's it called? When transfer he, clause. Transfer clause or, or something like that. Now him being shipped to another team, you know, does that help or hurt? his cards or does it depend on what's going on in the champions league or the euros or something like that? He needs to get on, on that MLS clause. Yeah. He needs, if he wants to make money, he's, he's going to want to go to the MLS, but for his card value, he needs to go play for probably a team that he's played for before and been successful at. He's on the downslope of his career. So he's got to rejuvenate it somehow. If, if he's going to, his cards are going to go back up. I mean, if I'm him and I want to make the most money and capitalize on it and look at what happened this past year, go to Man U. They finally have their shit together. It looks like it. Now they can they can they fucked up better situations before, I think. But that that was rumored, I think, a couple years ago, even that he might go back and it was a possibility. But if you're looking at it now, like why not? Go there, play a couple seasons. And then when you're, you know, 57, come to the MLS. You'll still be the best player in the MLS. You'll do what Beckham did, but more. And you'll win, you know, two, three MLS titles. And there you go. Call it a career. <laughs> and that'll make cards pop. You know Speaking what I mean? of Ronaldo, 
have you guys watched the Euros at all? Do you guys have any takes on who's going to... Who's... Yeah, fuck Spain. I lost money on Spain today. They can go fuck themselves. A bunch of bums out there. <laughs> Who, who's, who's your guys' pick for the Euro? I'll tell you tomorrow when I see the... Germany-France uh, game? France game. Yeah, give me yeah, the winner okay. in that game. Because I'd like to see the Netherlands play too. Did they play tomorrow or did they play today? I think they might play tomorrow. I'd like to see what the Netherlands look like. Well, who's our who's our hot guys? Are we looking for? Are we looking at Mbappe, who, Mbappe, Always. Harry Kane, Jadon, Jadon Sancho? But you could you could argue Ronaldo if they make yeah. a run. Yeah, I mean Messi plays tomorrow. I think. Good. I just got a messy PSA ten. Um, Kevin De Bruyne didn't he didn't play the first he's game, but injured, he's, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he got his face busted in, um, but he I think he's supposed to be back, and they should win their group. So yeah, Belgium. Looks good. I would I would say if you're looking at like you know we like to mix in bets. If you're looking for like a value bet that's going to be like ten to one, I think Belgium could win it all. Yeah, they're, they're plenty of talent. Team. Lukaku's a Lukaku. hell of a striker. Yeah. That's a guy. That's a guy you that you could potentially look at. Romelu Lukaku. He's got. He's gonna. He's gonna score a lot of goals. Yeah, he's one of those guys that if he's not in it, he's not in it. He's a very strange player. Sometimes I feel like when he's just like, you know, I could be a ten at all times, but if I woke up today and you know I'm feeling kind of lazy or just not feeling like I love soccer, then he'll disappear. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's the damnedest thing. It's what's always kept him from being the you know, next guy. That guy. That's why he's moved around just a little bit in his career. It's like you want, you always like Pogba. You know, you always want more from him because you know what he is at his best. So I think that's plagued him a little bit. But yeah, Belgium has some hella talent, but Germany does too. France does too, and they're all young. <laughs> England does. England. England, England does. Yeah, that Sterling looked good. Yeah. So let's move into uh, just final couple topics. Um, we can tie this one into bets from last weekend. So obviously the UFC fights this past weekend. My biggest dog that I bet on, the Diaz fight, you know, he was plus 400 and he was getting demolished for the first four rounds. And then round five with a minute 30 left, he hits a straight, straight left hand, puts – Leon Edwards on wobbly legs, and I thought he's going down. I'm about to cash 500, but he doesn't jump on him and just lets it walk away. Classic Diaz. Yeah, I was about to say that. Classic Diaz. <laughs> I, I'm over at Tommy's house, like standing up, like yelling at the TV to just go forward and finish him. Like don't don't hang out. Just like you set it up perfectly. Now no, finish the job. No, nah, he wanted to knock. He wanted to tee off and knock his face out. For sure. He wanted to knock his head off his body. But Leon Edwards has the worst luck of any dude known to man in that division. So right there was his chance to get finished, and Diaz didn't do it. He cost us money. But uh not me. Well, I didn't bet on anything. <laughs> I did all right with some some underdogs though. Okay, Grant cashed, Marino cashed. Marino cashed. Hey, hey, the, hey, here's something we didn't think about. Guys, the US Open is this week. It is. Who who are we taking? Oh, so I can't I'm gonna say one I word. put that out into the atmosphere yet because Rooksy. I am in a pool with a Rooksy. couple of different betters. 
and the snake draft hasn't happened yet, and I can't be <laughs> I can't be Brooksy. putting my picks out there into the universe. Oh, well, let's see. Let's look at it. Um, Brooksy, you're gonna go Brooks. I'll go. I'm gonna go Dustin Johnson. Oh God, you know I, I'm glad you brought up Dustin Johnson because if there is one person, and I'm sorry to say this, if there is one person that I wish would trade places with Kobe Bryant, it's Dustin Johnson. Oh my God, I hate that guy. Like only because that would then make Polina Gretzky available again. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm mad about that. That probably helps I'm, a little bit. Okay, I'm not talking about his cocaine benders and you know his smoking hot wife. He's so arrogant though, and like so is Bryson. Bryson, Bro, Bryson and Brooks is—that's the best thing golf has going for. Yes, him. yeah, for sure, yeah, hundred percent. It's Bryson, like the it's like shooter, shooter McGavin and Happy Gilmore kick them off. We feed those two full of coke and steroids before they go out on their next round. Well, yeah, protein shakes so too. Don't forget those. <laughs> like Bryson is the type of guy that original normal golf people hate, but he has this mystique, macho metal dude. spikes, bro. The science, he's, so he's part science nerd, part super buff dude who crushes nine protein shakes a day and is a long drive, or what they say in Happy Gilmore, the super long hit the ball guy. <laughs> and he's ball smasher guy or whatever you say. Cutting courses in half, hitting from the tee, you know, that you don't typically do. And then he's saying, like, at the Arnold Palmer Classic, these are the two worst bunkers on tour. Like, Saying it on camera about Arnold Palmer's course, like he's he's the type of dude that doesn't care, and uh, you know, original golf fans don't like him. But you know, Arnold he, Palmer's drinks overrated as fuck, anyways. Agreed. <laughs> you watch your mouth. Agreed. <laughs> so, hey, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Something can be good, but stupid overrated at the same time. Hey, you he can't you can't Arnold Palmer's. Yeah, I agree. You, you can't get diabetes if you don't try. That's I'll true. Say that. <laughs> so sticking with Dustin Johnson to win, that's my pick. Oh jeez. Because he's pl- he's plus eighteen hundred. So. So can we'll- we can we get can we get Brooksy and Bryson to like after the round, go into a ring, and just and battle it out? They're crazy if they don't make that into what Phil Mickelson's been milking every Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like if those Tiger, two boxers this Thanksgiving, this fucking November, put them in a ring, and nobody would watch that competition with Brady and Mickelson. Every person would watch the Bryson Brooks fucking throwdown, dude. Yeah. You know what? Give them, give them a weapon each. Give them, give them their best club, and they get to use it. Kendo sticks. Other. That's the only. That's the only thing. I want to see how hard kendo sticks. I want to see a driver chip and putt match. You get three clubs to knock each other out. I, if we're looking at, I'm looking at bets now or odds. Well, I'll, I'll give something out since I can't give away too many picks since my snake draft hasn't happened yet. Rory at plus four hundred to be top twenty. I will fucking put my house on it that really? I don't have, but the bank account. There we go. All right, bank account. I mean, Rory I'll... plus four hundred to be top twenty. Does that mean I get your bank account when when he crumbles this weekend? To yeah. be in top 20? Top 20 plus 400. Give me that. That's all day. Hmm. Give me that. He's 20 to 1. Yeah. Well, no, he's 4 to 1. 4 to 1 to win it? 
that's not to win. That's no, that's just to be in the top time. twenty. Oh. Yeah. I'm, I think I realize he hasn't won uh, in seven years, but his strokes gained off the tee approach and putting wise, like that, that's what it takes at Tory Pines, man. I'll, I'll take my chances at four to one to, you know, be top 20. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be around there on the last day. I'd say final group. No, oh, I, I don't see that. I don't see Rory playing in so final group. Let's jump into the final thing. Let's do some bets. Dylan, kind of what you're looking at this weekend. Who would you take? Who would you bet on? It could be any sport. Like, who are your your hot picks for the week and the weekend? So, U.S. Open, we already touched on that a little bit, so I won't, I won't go too much into that. I mean, during the week, we got Lightning Islanders tomorrow. I would be surprised even saying as hot as the Islanders were if the Lightning didn't win and split it. Um, what, tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, then you got Knights Canadians. I think the Knights take it at home, but probably have to watch the spread on that because I bet it's going to be massive with Vegas at home. Thursday, you get the Islanders at home. I would hammer that probably regardless of the spread unless it gets up to minus you know, 280. Then you're really looking at maybe some goal props. Uh, this weekend for hockey, is you get the Canadians at home. On Sunday, you got the Islanders at home on Saturday. Again, I would probably Hamler. That that place has been insane. I mean, absolutely rowdy all playoffs. So I'm probably not betting against the Islanders at home from from here on out. Uh, this week, I mean, the Sixers are going to close it out on Wednesday. I don't see that not happening. If Kevin Durant doesn't get any help back – the Bucks could play underwater against the Nets, and they're going to win because without Kyrie and Harden, there's there's not a lot of hope for KD. I mean, that he's dealing with bums. The Jazz go back home on Wednesday again. I think that's probably trouble a lot. I mean, the home teams are in some good spots just with matchups and some injuries in a lot of the sports, so it looks chalky, but. You don't want to, you know, I mean, just betting against, you know, someone just because they're an underdog for the bigger payday. That's you don't want to go chasing paydays. So a lot of that, I mean, there's some to be determined. This so There could be no NBA. You might correct me if I'm wrong. If teams win out, I don't think there, there's a chance that there could be no NBA this weekend, possibly. I think no, way it, they would. They would. They'd only they'd only let like one day go in between. They'd somehow yeah. get away. But as far as like this series, like these series, I think could be done by the weekend. Yeah. Just yeah. the way that everything's looking. I think the biggest thing that I'll put my time into bet wise this weekend will be the U S open, obviously, because it starts Thursday. So that's what I will be doing probably tomorrow, all of tomorrow. And, and I, saw, little- I, I will say the U S the golf is the one thing that I do bet on. Um, I only bet on the majors. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, yeah. a Sunday church goer like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like you only go to church on the major holidays. I'm only betting on golf and horses on the major races and the the major events. That's just, you know, because those are the, really the only ones that I watch. And now I'll follow it, you know what I mean, through the smaller tournaments. But I just don't, 
you know, sit down and watch four days of golf if it's not a major. You know, I'll watch Sundays or Saturdays, uh, maybe both of them. But all oh, the fucking Cubs are getting killed. Ooh. So how about uh, take a pick right now, especially with the odds? And I'm looking at that stupid celebrity boxing again. So uh, Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley. Woodley is a 150 dog right now. Do you take that money? Paul is plus one. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm probably betting on the YouTuber. Yeah. Well, because are there any other prop bets that are that look a little bit? I'm sure there a little be. bit better. I'm sure there would be. I think they just have the the money line right now because what Vegas likes to do is they want a lot of people to start betting on Woodley. I guarantee by the time the fight starts, it'll be even money, and you'd have to. Hey, do I thought round. I was, I was thinking about this. How much of how how many rounds is it? Eight. How much of this is Woodley being a championship fighter? He's gone five rounds at five minutes in the UFC. How much of this is he lets Jake Paul tire himself out and then puts him to sleep in the later rounds because he's a professional and he knows how to go the distance? I would I'm not sure his chin can hold up anymore to do I, that. I agree with Dylan. He's hasn't won a fight in four years. He is a boxer. He's been training at wild card since 2008. So it's not like he hasn't boxed before. I agree with Dylan. I don't think his chin can hold up. So he tries to get him out of there ASAP. I also think he's a little mentally fragile. And Jake's bigger. He used that many times in a row. If I'm Jake, I just press him. Like, I'm just going to walk forward and just, if you're going to lose to a YouTuber, then you're going to do it. What's, what's Jake walk around at? One. I have no idea. Well, like one. Let's see, the fight's going to be anywhere between 190 and 170 would be my guess. It's got to be like 190-ish. Because Tyron... Yeah, he's cutting much weight to do these fights, and I don't know at all. I It's got to be 190-ish to 180-something. Mm. But Tyron doesn't look like as big as he used to be. Like when he starched Koscheck, like he's not like TRT Tyron right now. Yeah. He's old boy, 40 years old. Yeah, but how, that's why I said how much of this does he play smart, knowing that he's been there before he's done this. Maybe he can, maybe he can hide himself for five rounds and then bring it out when he wants, because he knows that he can do it. May, I mean, you could do the, you could play the Mayweather role, but then you're kind of, you're risking going down early. Hey, I'm rooting for him. I hope that he punches Jake Paul's fucking face off. Same, but Same. I, I just don't. That's not where my money is going to be. <laughs> is there is there an over under if Jake Paul comes out with the Charizard BGS ten? No, because he's not a card guy. Yeah, but just does it just to? No, 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 <laughs> no. And it's got to be better than that uh, Lamar Odom versus Aaron Carter fight. <laughs> that was the best. That's the does, best. That's the best celebrity one I've seen so far. Wait, Chuck, does Chuck Liddell is the referee? Does Jake Paul come out with a Nate Robinson PSA ten around his? That would be. <laughs> That would be that would be epic. That no, would be. get in his head. Come out with the Tyrone fucking Woodley, <laughs> a Tyrone Woodley autograph card. Fucking would, do it. Cool. Yeah, that would that would be total troll move. I love it. <laughs> cool. So we'll wrap this up because this podcast has probably been just as bad as that Lamar Odom Aaron Carter fight, and it was terrific. 
we're trying to Chuck Liddell this thing all the way to the end. So they 100% fought for an eight ball. You could tell by the motivation. 100%. You can see it in their eyes. So any uh, final thoughts, Neil? I'll start with you first. Uh, I got something just from a buddy of mine. We talk all the time. Squint Sports Cards on Instagram. His name is Justin. He's a great guy in the hobby. Um, very, 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 very knowledgeable. Um, and, and I definitely respect a lot of the stuff that, that he does, a lot of the plays that he does. It's stuff that you don't think of, but sh- is great value in my opinion, a lot of the, a lot of his collection is great. Um, but he brought up, he brought up just kind of like a hot take, a, a, a hot take or just kind of your thought thoughts, um, over the next five years, the guys like Trey, Luca, Zion, jaw, Anthony Edwards, Lamella, those, these modern players, how much of their value is going to be tied to not only their career in basketball, but how relevant they are outside of basketball in terms of being involved in gaming, being involved as a personality, as a TV personality, um, entertainment. How much is that going to play a part in their role five years from now? And as the NBA moves forward, because I see, I see a lot, and, and you can you can see this with people like Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard. Their their cards don't reflect how good they are. Because I mean, Kawhi goes and wins a championship this year. He'll be the second player ever behind LeBron because you know LeBron's to go to win three Finals MVPs with three different teams. So, but he doesn't get the respect that well, we don't have he to probably should deserve. Happening. Yeah, but I'm saying. But but to this point, it's 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 uh, what I'm trying to say is you know how much of outside career success is going to be tied to these modern players because because personality is important to a lot of these these younger fans these younger collectors. I can see well, if that's the case, I think Luca's at an automatic disadvantage just because he is not American. Yeah, I mean that's just. That hurts him. Obviously, shouldn't you know what I mean? But even if he's as you know outgoing as possible, it'll limit his opportunities. Whether it's commercials, just because he can't jump up there and you know start knocking out you know English is what his second language. You know what I mean? So I I think that hurts him a little bit. But I think it's something he'll get better at. Obviously, he's still you know. 26 27 i mean you know what i mean if if birth certificates are all correct foreign born players are notorious for maybe not having the cleanest birth records in the world so i am 12 <laughs> yeah i mean we'll we'll see but you know at no fault of his own i think that that may not hurt his cards but it may limit you know his success outside of or off the court mm-hmm. but but what about those other guys Trey, I, I mean, maybe being the villain, maybe that keeps him. Matt, Matt, he's got to embrace. Yeah, I would just he every is, time I go back to New York, I would. Just he's be the, the most hated person in New York, and I think that's going to bode well for him. For yeah, the, like his career. whole career. Next time you go back, I don't care if it's a preseason game. You know, take your pants off when you hit a layup. I don't. You know what I mean? Just be an absolute scumbag. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, wear, wear fucking Boston Red Sox shit every time you show up to that fucking stadium 
just to fucking piss him off. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no other choice for him. <laughs> so, all right, Dylan, any final thoughts from you on anything you got? I don't know. Hopefully the Cubs pull their head out of their ass tonight so I can hit that bet. I mean, <laughs> they're down 4 nothing. I mean, they were underdogs, so it's not like I hammered it, but the fuck? Chris? So well, we'll wrap it up. Um, thanks everybody again for tuning in. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook at the Dream Three Podcast. You can follow us on Twitch. We're always Twitch live when we stream, and our YouTube page. Please like and subscribe. If you have any questions for anything, feel free to always write in the comments. We try to talk live. If you watch live, we try to answer all the questions that you got. We always look at the questions um, on all the pages. If you want to reach out personally. Uh, on Instagram, show at Showtime Sports Cards at Doughboy Sports Cards One. Dylan still doesn't have an Instagram page, so I'm not going to pump that. Um, so until next time, we also got to thank Kings of Nitro Clothing. Check them out on Instagram at the Kings of Nitro. Um, but until next time, which could be this weekend, could be next week, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. But yeah, this has been another terrible. Aaron Carter versus Lamar Odom eight ball clash. So. I thought it was good. <laughs> Thanks everybody for tuning in. Give us some questions. Let's talk. Let's talk some junk next time. Oh, uh, LeBron is the goat. I just had to throw that in there. So, all right, we are definitely ending on that note. Space Jam Two is gonna suck. For sure. All right, I'm out. Later. Peace. Peace.